Welcome to Coffee with Crane. I'm Joseph Patrick. This is a podcast series where I get to meet industry professionals and chat about what's going on in the world of logistics. Please subscribe to Coffee with Crane on your favorite podcast player. And when you do, make sure that you like, share, and comment. It really does help. Well, in this episode, we're going to be meeting with Crane Worldwide Logistics Regional Vice President of the Asia Pacific Region, Jeff LeBlanc. Welcome to Coffee with Crane, Jeff. Thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. It's it's a pleasure to have you on this side of the pond for a while. Well, look, we... we Asia Pacific, thanks to you and your team for everything you do. Oh. Um, we're we're detached from the day to day in the U.S., which is our you know our, our core office. Um, so it's good that, that you guys are and gals are able to help bring Crane into everybody's into everybody's workplace. So thank you. Hey, it's teamwork helping teamwork, right? Well, as always, I like to start off with a fun question. Can you tell us something about yourself that most people don't know? One thing I've always enjoyed is is collecting antique maps. Oh, really? I have a series of collections from various years of. Um, you know, older lithograph and, and, and copper engraving maps. Wow, so that's logistics from the get-go, right? Logistics from the get-go. Wow, I like that a lot. What's the, what's the oldest map that you have? I have a few maps from the year 1570. Uh, the Latin version of Abraham Martilius created the first world atlas. It's credited with the first world atlas, and I have some specific maps from that atlas. That's fascinating. Thanks for sharing that with us. Well, let's get down into business. As you know, 2021 was another tough year, but Asia Pacific still had several wins. What's the secret to your success? What's the secret formula there? So, I mean, there's a lot of things you could say, but when you look at the dedication and the ownership, and I, I really tie it back to ownership of okay. the team, has been has been a key critical aspect of the success. I mean, I always look at logistics as a team sport, um, and any team sport is really just a combination of great individual efforts. And when you look at it in the supply chain side, of the, the, the logistics side, like our company, you know, you have one person does the sales, one person does the operations, one person does the quoting, the solution, the invoicing, and all those have to work in unison. Absolutely. And you, you don't always have somebody do all of those aspects. Um, so you've got to bring those together. And if, and if you don't manage each one of those successfully, then we have issues. Mm-hmm. And that creates what we call a supply chain disruption in our right. company. <laughs> so I think that, you know, the Asia-Pacific team, and I could say a lot of names and I won't get into specifics, but the Asia Pacific team has been very consistent, dedicated. They, they believe in ownership of the business. Um, you know, we have a, an unforgiving time zone uh, for a lot of our U.S. clients. And so the team's working late at night, on weekends, early in the morning. And there's no complaints. I mean, the team knows what needs to be done. They focus towards it. And I think that's a contagious effect and mm-hmm. it breeds excellence. Well, looking forward into 2022 now, what do you believe your regions are going to focus on more of? So I think, you know, coming into the year, we're still going to have um, air and ocean disruptions. Okay. I mean, uh, you're seeing it now, typically this time of the year, the traditional peak season is starting to wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't seen that yet. Even at this point, we're wow. seeing blank sailings, we're seeing um, air capacity constraint in some of the key lanes. And that's going to bleed into next year. And we, we all know there's going to be some challenges coming into next year. I mean, the, 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 the ocean carriers um, are still short of tonnage. Are there still delays in the ports? Um, so capacity is still going to be is going to be a major focus. Uh, TPE Eastbound is our largest trade lane in, in the region and in wow. the company, so that's going to be a continued focus. But at the same time, we're investing in in, in the Asia to European lane. Okay. We, we want to develop that lane better. We've done a really really strong success with the rail product. I know the ocean product is going to be a focus this year, going into into to Europe more than it has been. And then intra-Asia is, a key, is another key lane for us. All right. And the intra-Asia lane is pretty self-contained within the Asia group and mm-hmm. has been managed well. Um, we're going to continue to see growth there. All but, right. I mean, how do, we, how do we support the network with the capacity right. and the opportunities? We're going, to, we're going to stay true to that from the previous years. All right. Keep that winning formula rolling on. Right. Now, you mentioned several things that are 
kind of broken within the logistics supply chain. If you could fix, if you could start to fix just one aspect of the supply chain issues that we have right now, where would you start? So I mean, look, I think this, it's a good question it's, and, and it varies by country. Okay. Um, and you know, we're a global business, but you know, to talk about a few, I think that, you know, as, until the 777 capacity comes back, we're going to continue to see challenges in the air freight market. All right. Um, the the ocean freight is still constrained by many factors at, at destinations and at origin. You've got a, just a combination of issues. But if you ask me where I would start, mm -hmm. you know, I would allow people to get back to work. I would right. I would I would I would push through deregulation as much as possible. Let the ports get back to work. Let the truckers get back to work. Um, try to get these vessels back on schedule. Right. You know, the airlines have crew shortages because of COVID restrictions, and so some airlines are not having to put two or three crews on a, on a flight on a flight route, which previously they didn't have to do that. Oh, wow. So you've added costs and you've added delays in the supply chain. So the faster we can get back to work, um, you know, and, and deregulate some of these some of these constraints, the better it would be for the industry. Now, you know, keeping QHSE in mind, of course, but loosen the regulations just yeah, a little I mean, bit. Yeah, I mean, we have to manage. I mean, any responsible company is going to want to manage and needs to manage safety and compliance. Absolutely. And that, that, that should never be taken away. But we need to let people get, you know, get back to work, get, get the economy started and, and really just just allow the 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 industry to, to, to deregulate and push through the, the backlogs. The people are there, they want to work, the only thing holding them back, some rules here and there. And I think that it's you know, some of it's self imposed, some of it is legitimate. I mean we oh, yeah. we have had carrier issues with delays in the port that were foreseen or unforeseen and, and, and rightfully so I think our countries want to protect need to protect their citizens. Um, and where's that where's that intersection between commerce and reality? Right. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Jeff, we started off with a fun question. Let's end on a fun question, all right? So you've been in the industry for a while now. What is your most favorite logistics memory? So there's been a lot over the years. Um, you know, if I can think back of some really, really interesting vessel loadouts we've done in China back in, in you know, when we started the company. Um, I could think of some of the Antonovs we flew oh, in the yeah. South Pacific. Those are cool. Which are just, just fun and complicated locations. But, you know, the, the, most, the most fun that I have is, is when one of the team members will... will you know, explain a complicated project they just won or a complicated, you know, transaction. You know, long, hard-fought quotations that come successful. And I think that's always been the most enjoyable part of the industry is watching the team work hard towards something and then succeed. You're guiding your team along, and when they win, you have kind of a proud papa moment, huh? It's, uh, I'm just happy for the team. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to see the success. So. Well, Jeff, this has been very educational for me individually, and I know a lot of information has got out to our listeners. Thanks so much for coming and sharing your wisdom with us and insights today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning into this episode of Coffee with Crane. Again, please, subscribe to Coffee with Crane on your favorite podcast player. And when you do, make sure that you like, share, and follow. So, until next time, I'll have a hot cup waiting for you right here on the next episode of Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now. Mm -hmm.